0: It's almost like love when you're listening to WMNF, Tampa, St. Pete, and around the globe at 88.5 on your FM dial. The
1: opinions presented on the Healthy Steps show are the evidence-based opinions of Dr. Fred Harvey, the callers, and his guests. These are not the opinions of the staff, the volunteers, or the board of WMNF. The information provided on the show is not intended to diagnose or treat any disease. There is no implied patient-physician relationship in these calls. The nature of the calls is educational and informational only.
0: Good morning to you, my dear kindred friends, and welcome to the Healthy Steps radio show here on WMNF Tampa, where both truth and great music proudly call it their home and the only station that they stream in Westfield Vista. You, too, can stream us at WMNF.org. Today is our Ask Me Anything edition of the Healthy Steps radio show. The purest link between you and Dr. Harvey. So you know what to do and in the off case that you don't, let me lay it on you one more time. If you have any medical questions or concerns, just give us a little jingle at 813-239-9663. Irene has dedicated her morning to taking your call. You can also send an email to dj at wmnf.org or text us at eight one three four three three zero eight eight five. Well, Dr. Fred, AMA always seems to bring out the best in our listeners. I've heard callers with concerns and apprehension in their voice, and I've heard their audible sense of understanding when you have addressed their issues. And just last week, you had George call back on in to give you an an astonishing update about how just following a few practical steps that you had advised had radically improved his health. Of course, not every case is so impressively remedied, but it is my observation that it almost always is attributed to the individual taking control of their situation and practicing the root fundamentals of good health to recovery. And I am reminded that not everyone's query is as easily unraveled, but at least they have a new starting point in grokking their situation. As always, I am excited about the almost limitless possibilities of AMA Monday, and your listeners have not tuned in to hear me prattle on, so let me step aside and set you loose. What have you got for us today, Dr. Harvey?
1: Hey, Bill, thank you for that. And I agree, it really does take the person to buy into their own health to actually take the steps it it's it's really required to get you to that place and uh, that's why i do the healthy steps show because everybody has to start with one step (sighs) ah this is a really really important week this is a week to dwell in gratitude I think um, we've forgotten a bit about gratitude. Thanksgiving doesn't really seem to reflect as much gratitude as it did in the past. And in fact, there's there's some evidence of it. But, um, you know, gratitude, what is it? What is gratitude to you, Bill?
0: I hate pop quizzes like that.
1: <laughs> I had a feeling.
0: <laughs> um it's just a taking a moment to um reflect and appreciate the the blessings that I've gotten in life and most of those blessings are the folks that I know. So letting them
1: know how I feel. So good. So real. So authentic. You know, appreciation is one of the um forays of gratitude, appreciation of everything that you have in your life, appreciation of your friends, your family, the abundance. We Americans have so much abundance. And I think sometimes we forget to appreciate it. In the dictionary, gratitude means the quality of Being thankful. Readiness to show appreciation for and to return kindness. And other definitions include when you feel thankful for the good things in your life. It could just be being thankful for being able to take a breath or to walk. Small things can be really good. It doesn't have to be a a trip to to Tahiti. It can be a trip to the grandparents with the grandson. Gratitude is taking a moment to reflect on how lucky you are when something happens small or big. The Cambridge Dictionary says it's a strong feeling of appreciation for someone or something, for what the person has done to help you. That's one definition. Psychologists talk about three types of gratitude. They call it an affective trait, That means their overall tendency to have a grateful disposition. And I actually think that it's not necessarily a trait. I think it can be learned. In fact, it's a skill. And I think it's a muscle that needs to be flexed more often. It could be a mood. Daily fluctuations in overall gratitude. And an emotion. Uh, a- affective trait is an emotional trait. And so they consider emotion a temporary feeling of gratitude. But we can dwell in gratitude. And, you know, gratitude really helps people refocus on the abundance they have instead of what they lack. And in many cases, people who are ill actually dwell in a state of lack and many people pray for salvation from that state of lack when in fact dwelling in gratitude is a state of being that attracts health, that attracts wealth, that attracts joy. Because states of being are what we achieve by thinking about certain things. And if we think about gratitude, we're actually living in a state where we're actually thankful for something that's already happened. However, we can reframe that and give gratitude for how we want things to be. If we're ill and we give thanks for our complete and total healing. We bring to us a vibrational state that is healing. If you picture in your mind's eye the state of vibrant health and you breathe joy into that state of health and you give thanks for the joy that you feel for that state of health, you bring into your heart and mind the vibrational frequency of joy and health that attracts more joy and health. Practicing gratitude can improve mental health, and practicing gratitude can improve relationships. And there are studies. Multiple studies that show that you can improve physical health, mental health, and your whole life by dwelling in gratitude. One moment a day is enough, and I would suggest that you start the morning off with gratitude. Thankful that you're awake. Thankful that you have the opportunity to make an impact in the world another day. Thankful that you will be in that state of health and joy that day. Thankful that your day will unfold in a relaxed and easy manner. And I'm going to post, actually I already did post to um, my Facebook story and feed, and I need to move it over to the feed for um, the Healthy Step Show and and Functional Medicine Florida so that you can read this article. I've gifted you all a, a beautiful article from the New York Times so that you don't have to buy one, you can just go read it. And I think it's really impactful, and I think that we can take time this week to learn, to dwell in gratitude so that we can bring that vibrational frequency of health, of joy, of success, of happy relationships, of abundance in all ways into our lives. And I'm so glad that we're already getting abundant in our phone lines, and so I'll I'll break and let Bill identify us and take some calls.
0: Absolutely, we do have some callers. We've got some early birds, Jeff and Gary, but they're going to have to wait a second while well, I remind folks that you are listening to the Healthy Steps radio show with Dr. Fred Harvey here on WMNF Tampa. And you're encouraged to participate by calling 813 813- two three nine nine six six three irene's in the control room waiting to take your call and you can continue sending emails to dj at WMF.org and text us at eight one three four three three zero eight eight five good morning to you jeff how are you today
2: uh, good um, thanks for taking my call you're welcome. I'm grateful I'm grateful for another day of life today and this week especially. Thanks for uh, bringing up that topic. I uh I had the misfortune to uh uh have a cardiac uh arrest on uh Thursday night. Oh. And I was I was brought back to life after being flatlined uh by a doctor at the emergency uh uh, center in, uh, at Manatee Memorial hospital. Uh, subsequent to that, I, uh, I had an attending physician suggest to me to take a baby aspirin, uh, daily. And I wanted to ask your opinion on that, uh, in light of the fact that I have a chronic, uh, kidney, um, disease as well. And I wondered if the, uh, aspirin were the right uh, right thing for me
1: that is very insightful you pay attention it's good you take responsible for your health and i think um a, a crucial question is the, the cardiac arrest was an electrical arrest where you had a, a an arrhythmia or it was a uh um heart attack where you had an obstruction of an artery
2: Uh, You know, I don't want to get too uh, complex with you, but I went to the emergency room because I had symptoms of a heart attack. And when they put me on the table, that's uh, that's when I I passed out. So I'm not sure of the details after that. But um, they tell me that uh, my heart went into, I think the term is arrhythmia, where it it kind of uh, overbeats maybe out of phase and so that there is no circulation at all.
1: Yes. So
2: And and then they performed CPR right there. Sure. And brought me back. And and then uh, the doc says that they vacuumed a a blood clot out of my right uh, uh, artery. And also placed a
1: stent. Okay, so that actually uh, is a perfect explanation. You had a vascular event. You had a thrombosis, a clot in your coronary artery that caused an arrhythmia that caused the um, code, so so to speak, the the sudden cardiac death. And so since you have a stent in place, um, you are likely already on a high level, um, antiplatelet agent such as, um, okay. Um, in that instance, there's virtually no need to add a baby aspirin to that. And you're aware that yes, it could cause some kidney issues. Um, and all in all, there's very little additive benefit for a baby aspirin when you're already on a high level, uh, antiplatelet agent.
2: Okay. Yeah, that's sort of what I figured. It's been uh, less than 6 months after I saw the renal kidney expert mm. and and he cautioned me not to uh not to take aspirin, that I should choose yes. other pain remedies.
1: Yeah, that's that's true. And um I would actually discuss that aspirin with your cardiologist because I think they should be calling the shots on the medications currently since you are days post stent and for the next year you have an increased risk of another heart attack because of the stent and you need to take medication to prevent that recurrent heart attack
2: okay all right i appreciate your uh, your uh, clarification there and thanks for um uh, uh, leading with the subject of gratitude i'm i'm there
1: so glad, and thank you for calling in, and um, uh, wish you best with that. Uh, gratitude helps fix that broken heart.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: thank you. Uh, yes. Have a good day. Bye. You too.
0: All right, we've got one of our favorite callers, Gary. Good morning to you, Gary, and a happy Thanksgiving prior to you.
3: Well, hello guys, and good morning. Hey. Good morning. Oh, um, you know what? I walk with the walker from an injury I had when I was young. But now, anyway, I could do two things. I could go in a corner, put my tail to, to my legs, and be depressed, or I can live life. If something that happened that I can't control. I'd rather have a positive attitude and live life. Thank you.
1: Wonderful, Gary. Um, I love when you call. You always have something really of good contribution, and yes, you could just crawl in the corner, but if you give gratitude for the fact that you have a walker and you can get around, you grow so much more, and you make so many more connections. And yeah, it's true. When you use gratitude, you actually can reduce your level of depressed feelings. You can improve your sleep can do all kinds of good things.
2: And it's happening.
1: Beautiful.
0: Well, thank you, Gary. And as I said, happy Thanksgiving, and I won't be stingy with it. Happy Thanksgiving to all of our listeners. And you are invited to participate, giving us a call here at the Healthy Steps radio show at WMNF in Tampa. Continue giving us a jingle at 813- 239-9663 and send your emails to dj at WMNF.org and text us at 813-433-0885. Back to you there, Doc.
1: Thank you. You know, um, there is some evidence that being very specific with your gratitude is actually important. Specificity matters because it deepens our experience of gratitude, thus intensifying our emotions. It is through our emotions that we lead ourselves into a new state. You know, Dr. Joe Dispenza is a brilliant consciousness worker, and everybody should get familiar with him because he provides so much good information and proof that using consciousness actually creates healing. And he has taught, and it is proven in science also, that as we intensify our motions, we recondition our body to a new mind. Think about that. You change your mind, but often, think about it, coming up is the new year. People make resolutions to begin the new year. They make their resolutions with their mind, But they don't do it with the end truly in their mind. If you decide to make a resolution that you are going to lose weight, it's kind of vague. But if you make a resolution that you are going to, by summer, have lost X amount of pounds, and be specific, and you will be in X size pants, and you will be... Beach body ready or whatever you want to use is this very specific descriptions. You have lost so many inches and then you visualize that end product in your mind and you empower that with joyful emotions and gratitude that you're there. You will empower the body to take you there. And I tell you this because if you don't empower the body with joyful emotion and you don't recondition your body to the new mindset, your body will fight back. You'll be two weeks into your resolution and the body's going to say, I love pizza, give me a beer. And you're going to succumb because you remember the joyful emotion associated with pizza and beer more than you remember the gratitude and joy at the body you visualized, at the changes you visualized. You know, don't say thank you for my healing. Say thank you that my body has healed and has been able to eliminate the breast cancer metastases in my bones. That granular, that specific, Visualize your body completely free of the cancer and infect yourself with joy and gratitude so that your body feels the new place it's going so that it creates a state of being that attracts that to you. And while you're doing that, I believe that Ryan's going to tell us that we need to empower it with breath. He's on the line. Absolutely.
0: Always good to have Ryan on the line. Good morning to you, Ryan.
4: Oh,
5: wow. Joseph Spencer would be proud of me. <laughs> hey, uh, you, you guys, I heard something on TV yesterday that kind of got me. Um, somebody said that most countries consider artwork to be a, an essential part of our consciousness and our healing growth. And, yes. and in America, it's a luxury. And right. I totally, I totally agree with that. And if you don't have art in your life, life is just, so that's my that's my two cents worth this morning. Thank you.
3: I and, appreciate and don't forget
5: that. to do your breath work. And you use your belly bag, put it on your belly, do 50 breaths. Most people can't put a bag on their belly and do 10. Right. So everybody get to work. Do your breath work. Thanks a lot, guys. Have a good day. Thank bye you.
1: Guys. Have a great Thanksgiving. You
5: too, bye. So that's my, that's my two cents worth
6: this morning.
0: All righty, now that um, the lines have gone dead, I'm going to give on out the information again. You are listening to the Healthy Steps radio show with Dr. Fred Harvey here on WMNF Tampa. And you're encouraged to participate and put uh, Irene to work by calling 813-239-9663 and send your emails to dj at
1: wmnf.org. Back to you there, Doc. So um, the uh, earlier caller Jeff talked about his heart and yes, indeed, there is some really good evidence that gratitude helps your heart. Um, Neuroscientists uh, uh, have shown us that negativity can be related to heart attacks, that uh, chronic um, depression can be related to heart attacks. And so if we can affect that simply by doing some breath work and giving gratitude, wouldn't that be easier than taking a fistful of pills? No, I'm not telling you to stop your pills because I'm not, I'm not practicing that kind of medicine. I'm telling you that you can augment what you're doing. You can actually have some synergism with it so that you get better faster, that you feel better more often. Because if you meditate and you do some breath work and you really dwell in gratitude and your mood is better, your day is going to be better. And it will reduce inflammation. It will strengthen the immune system. And you will actually find yourself thriving more often. You'll find yourself attracting To you, the tools that you need for good health, and you'll be able to make a shift into a different state. You know something you can have. I've I've mentioned it before. You can you can put some gratitude type music on in in the background Um, when you play four hundred thirty two hertz and five hundred twenty eight hertz tones. um, You actually help your nervous system get into that state where you can have actually more access to gratitude. The changes that we can um, expect really are kind of simple um, and and easy and and almost as easy as answering the phone because we have more on the line. seem to be not getting feedback.
0: Okie dokie. I'm sorry about that. Um, I want to uh, bring on Lisa, and Joe is in the wings. Good morning, Lisa. So,
7: brewery syndrome. I, I have just the slightest amount of starch, uh, sugar, doesn't matter, whatever, and I just, like, go to sleep, like, within minutes, and I wake up, and my stomach's in turmoil, and I feel like I'm hungover. And it just reminds me of back in the day when I used to drink in college, and, you know, you pass out, you wake up. But anyway, I wonder what you thought for an auto-brewery center. I even bought a, uh, a breathalyzer, and I have registered .01, which I know is not a big deal, but still, it's something.
1: Actually, it's real, and you are describing... Um, small intestinal fungal overgrowth. I think you have a problem with yeast in your belly.
7: Okay.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, uh, beer and uh, wine and and uh, all the alcohols are made by uh, fermenting starch and sugar, actually sugar, with yeast. And right. so if you have yeast overgrowth in your belly and you add sugar to it, it's likely you're going to produce a little alcohol. Yeah, it can make you feel pretty lousy and it can really be disruptive when uh you when you do this uh, uh are you uh uh within a few moments of eating sugar belching? Uh, not, no. No, I don't. I don't
7: believe I do that. I don't think so. No, I don't. I uh you know rarely have gas.
1: Mm. either. So uh, but yours must be do, making more more alcohol than gas then Uh, but many people who have yeast overgrowth will get bloated and and start belching after they eat some sugar but your gastrointestinal turmoil sounds like um, yeah it it could easily be that so um, a a way to deal with that um, without actually doing any specific treatment um, would be just to eliminate carbohydrates from your diet use a ketogenic diet yeah well that's
7: true and I have like zero carbs forever and I mean I just never eat it but I would like to at least every now and then you know have something Then I just thought maybe I could but you know I've had as little as uh I was at a friend's house sugar-free jello you promise it's sugar-free yes it's sugar-free you promise yes it is Uh, within a half an hour I'm getting sleepy and I'm saying you lied to me didn't you and uh yeah I fell asleep and I had a tiny bowl of uh, Jello with sugar. But, I mean, I just
1: like I could never ever have anything ever. Well, I think that um, you have you have a problem in your gut, and, y- yeah. and you need to deal with that. So, um, some of the things to think about if you have yeast overgrowth, you can actually do some things to interfere with candida, which is the principal one that seems to bother most people. Uh, there's a nutritional yeast called Saccharomyces boulardii. Um, it's actually uh, a bread yeast, and uh, uh, so um, you could take a supplement of saccharomycin and interfere with the yeast growth. You could also take a good probiotic with a hundred billion colony forming units and try to, uh, force it out. You could also use some herbs. There's a bunch of different herbs and other, uh, uh things that can help like caprylic acid, uh, coconut oil, um, 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 berberine, um, uh, and, and a bunch of different herbs, uh, uh okay. all of which, uh, have have different effects, but many can interfere with the yeast growth, and you can then treat it that way. If if you don't get better doing that, I would suggest really you find a uh, functional medicine doctor and get evaluated for the problems, so that you can really uh, take care of it. You may need some yeah. antifungal medication.
7: Okay, I mentioned it to my primary. She laughed and kind of blew me Yes, off. they
1: will. It's oh, really it's really I sad when. Them.
7: Yeah, I, I can
1: tell there's no sense uh, pursuing it with her because she just like, ah. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's sad when, when um, uh, healthcare care, well, su- supposedly, they're, they're illness care professionals. They don't understand healthcare, And so it's really sad when ignorant uh, people dismiss uh, the complaints of suffering individuals. It's really, right. really, uh, that's abuse. That's actually uh, bullying and it shouldn't be tolerated. Um, I would personally walk out from that doctor and never return, having been laughed at for a valid concern. It's ridiculous. And that person uh, really is, is not helpful for your healing.
7: Thank you. Okay. Well, I appreciate your time. I'll check it out. Thank you so much.
1: You are welcome. And enjoy your week.
7: Thank you. You too.
0: All right, we do have Joe on the line, but I'm going to take this opportunity to, again, remind folks that are listening to the Healthy Steps Radio Show with Dr. Fred Harvey here on WMNF Tampa, and to give us a call at 813-239-9663 or send an email to dj at wmnf.org. And good morning to you, Joe. Thank thank you for the um, show on
2: gratitude.
6: Uh, you very welcome. been a big fan
2: of uh, seeing and short poems and stuff. And uh, one one little side I've got says, "Attitude is everything. Pick a good one." Yes, <laughs> I, I always like that. And-
1: Gratitude is the attitude for success.
2: Yeah, yes. and there's another good one. A little bit
0: longer. It says uh, you're breaking on up on us, there, Joe. You're breaking on up on us. So you have your radio on or some uh, no. distraction? But
2: I am on speaker. Let me let me take it out of speaker. There's Please. No, I'm off speaker. Much better. How's that? Okay, good. The the other rhyme goes goes like this: Your mind is a garden. Your thoughts are the seeds. You can plant flowers or you can plant
1: weeds. <laughs> well said. It's very well said. Consciousness is got. the key. Get those good ideas going.
2: All right.
1: Take care. Thank you. Yep. Have a happy Thanksgiving.
0: I hate so, it when it goes dark here. I me get too. So
1: let's talk about it. Where, where are we today, Bill? <laughs>
0: Well, we've gotten just a handful of emails, and uh, as I said, it's gone dark in here and gotten lonely. So I'm going to give on out the phone number one more time. Let's put Irene to work. It's the number is eight one three two three nine nine six six three, and for the shy ones, you can send your email to dj at wmnf.org.
1: Off to you there, Doctor. Great. Right. Um, I'm going to post another thing, uh, a list of questions to generate gratitude by Joel Wong, PhD. Um, And he starts with actually uh, micro-gratitude. I think it's really good. What went well this week? What do you like about the chair that you're currently sitting in? What do you like about the weather? What's your favorite place in town? What was your favorite meal last week and why? They're really easy, little things very little things to start generating more gratitude about everything in your life. Who makes me laugh? Who appreciates me? Who is my favorite relative and why? Who inspires me and why? And think about something that happened in your past and ask in what ways is my life better now? What have I learned to appreciate as a result of this experience? I think it's so easy to take those steps and start creating a life of gratitude. I have some emails. Um, Sarah says, what's a good resource for educating myself on how foods, supplements, vitamins, medicines interact with each other? What should be taken together by themselves with and without certain foods at bedtime or in the morning, etc.? I don't know if there's any one specific resource for that. Um, that's a really uh, good question. I, I've, I've, I I search resources all over all the time. And I, the, the, this kind of information, uh, about combining it all is, is, um, is really, uh, um, a big work, actually. <laughs> um, and I wonder if actually somebody's done it because I'm not seeing the book. I've not seen the website that does this much work. And if there's anybody out there listening um, that has a resource like that, please let me know so I can share it because I'd like to read it too. I love information. I'm an information junkie. And yes, I think this would be great. Um, Sarah also says, regarding tinnitus from last week, the ringing in the ears. I believe mine is caused by my forward head posture and cervical spine alignment. Because when I change positions, the ringing fades out. Yes, that's documented. You can have that happen when you have uh, some vascular compromise by the way the neck bones are, etc. And uh, Sarah says she has military neck, otherwise known as cervical kyphosis, which means you have kind of a straightening uh, of your cervical spine instead of having a curve. Uh, uh, towards the front with with the the uh, open curve in the back, so it, you actually straighten it up, so it, it becomes rigid, straight, or even actually starts to pull forward. Um, and that's also called phone neck. Um, when you when you have your head in your uh, uh, smartphone all day long, you end up getting. A, a neck problem and um, you really need to actually work on that because it will eventually cause swallowing difficulty breathing difficulty um, cognitive difficulty because you'll have change in circulations and then you'll start to have things like tinnitus occur and um, yeah it's it can really be a trouble to get rid of um uh, mine is lessening since I've been out of the mold house um, and uh, my husbands is also significantly diminished Um, we have some callers again I believe
0: we do indeed I've got Bob and Richard let's go to Bob in St. Pete good morning to you Bob Um, yeah
6: I um, within the last um, six or eight months um, my body's changed you know I'm 70 years old Um, I have uh, nerve damage in my legs from an accident a pinched spinal cord and um So right now, my whole body is hurting. Everything hurts from my neck down. Um, All the joints hurt. They're swollen. And I'm not exactly sure where to start to find out what's wrong with me.
1: That does sound like you have an inflammation problem with everything in the body hurting. Um, The first approach I use with inflammation is dietary. Dietary. Eliminate inflammatory foods. So we know that um, most grains have pesticides and mycotoxins in them. And so if you eat grains, you might want to eliminate that to eliminate some of that poisoning of the body. The um, pasteurized dairy, the pasteurization process creates uh, immune stimulatory inflammatory molecules. And so pasteurized dairy should be removed from the diet. Um many uh, legumes contain phytates and lectins and other chemicals that irritate and so uh, they might be uh, eliminated. There are a couple of doctors who've put out some really good anti-inflammatory diets, Terry Walls, Amy Myers, and some other people, um, Mark Hyman. uh, They're really readily available on the internet, but bottom line is, you basically shift from eating grains, dairy, and beans to Um, greens, greens, and greens. Um, The uh, walls diet includes three cups of leafy greens every day, three cups of sulfur vegetables every day. And the sulfur vegetables are the brassica, cruciferous vegetables. That's broccoli and arugula and cabbage and Brussels sprouts. Um, Also, the sulfur vegetables are the allium family. That's the onions and garlic and shallots and chives. And then you have the um, mushrooms. Mushrooms are high in sulfur. These help with reducing inflammation. And then three cups of colored vegetables and fruits, so berries and sweet potatoes and carrots and beets are in that part of the diet. And then lean proteins, good quality, grass-finished beef, pastured chickens, pastured eggs, um, fresh wild fish. These are all helpful proteins and even some organ proteins from organically raised pastured animals um, like organic chicken livers or beef livers. These are also very healing for uh, an inflamed body. And then um, nuts and seeds for some good fat, some olive oil for some good fat, some um, seaweed snacks possibly to get some iodine. And um, that's pretty much the diet. Lots of good water and, and, there's a, a, a real good way to work on that whole inflammatory process in the body.
6: Uh, I really appreciate uh your what you're saying because I uh had been on a grain free, uh sugar free diet for an entire year uh to try and rebuild my bones. I osteoporosis from five or six years as a vegetarian. So- yes. I, so I appreciate that. I actually didn't have this pain when I was on that diet.
1: So yeah, yeah, it's, it's really pretty amazing. Um, uh, when you can, um, you know, you're you're 70, you said, and so uh, sarcopenia, skeletal muscle loss is one of the worst things that can happen at this age, and it actually contributes then to more osteoporosis, et cetera. And I think that... Um, uh, In your situation, being vegan would be very dangerous and would probably promote more uh, um, uh, problems based on what your medical history is. And so I think the paleo-type diet would really support your health with your situation now.
6: Well, thank you, doctor. I appreciate your time. You're very welcome. Bye. Bye-bye.
0: All right, thank you there, Bob. And I've got um, Richard from South Shore. Good morning, Richard.
6: Hey,
3: first thing up, thank you both of you guys for the service that you render the MNF community. Uh, my question is about uh, side sleeping. I sleep on my side, and uh, my arm goes to sleep, this, that, and the other. But lately, it, it's gotten worse. Uh, the arm uh, will actually prevent me from sleeping, uh, no matter which side, and I have to lay on my back, which is sometimes difficult for me to adjust to. Uh, Also, the effects of uh, uh,
1: QC10, is it? Oh, Q10?
3: Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I had been taking that because at one time I was taking statins, uh, but at that time I got joint pain in my shoulders, mostly. And I really quit taking the uh, uh, Q10 and... uh, uh, or, no, I didn't quit taking the Q10. I quit taking the statin. And about a week later, my shoulders were just where I couldn't sleep at all at night. And my doctor said, yeah, you can have uh, uh, withdrawals from uh, Q10. I.e., uh, she mentioned weightlifters sometimes uh, uh, do that. So i just kind of wondering what you had to say about uh, side sleeping or, or the q 10
1: Well, easy one. I've never heard anything like that about coenzyme Q10, um, but um, stranger things have happened. (laughs) In the meantime, though, um, side sleeping. Um, I think side sleeping is good if you actually have appropriate position and don't get symptoms. You need a a pillow that supports your head so that it doesn't go to the side. If it does, then you're going to actually probably pinch a nerve. That gets worse if you have uh, degenerative joint disease of the neck, spine uh, uh, vertebrae, because you can get nerve impingement much easier if you have osteoarthritis of your neck. And so several things you could do to look at the neck issue that would probably be causing the uh, uh, problem in the arm when you sleep on your side. And that is, um, you know, let a chiropractor evaluate you, um, uh, have your primary get some neck x-rays and possibly do physical therapy. Um, massage can really help. Um, Qi Gong and Tai Chi actually work on upper body posture and work on helping uh, expand your chest and rotate your shoulders into the appropriate position and keep your neck aligned. And if you do that kind of work regularly and work on posture, when you're in bed, you might recognize when you're out of alignment. And I'm a side sleeper. And I have worked on those things to enable side sleeping because I used to get those kind of symptoms in my hands and arms at night. And it was primarily due to the positioning and the tight muscles around the neck that that contributed. But I do have a little bit of degenerative joint disease in the neck, like anybody over 60 probably does. And so doing these other physical things can really help you protect yourself from damaging the system with improper posture, improper position.
3: Yeah, I I definitely have some damage to my neck thanks to my uh, high school and uh, college wrestling experience. Yeah. But uh, (laughs) uh, we did things you that you shouldn't be doing. Yeah. (laughs) yes uh, so but, but i get um, quite a bit of exercise uh you know i kayak swim this that and the other Ride by.
1: but by, by, do you do by anything life. specifically though for neck posture neck muscle tightness uh or anything associated with that specific area of concern mm-hmm. uh
3: not anything really aimed at the neck because i kind of. More or less, take it easy on my neck because I know that it's, it's stiff. Uh, it doesn't really hurt me a lot or anything, but I don't have the neck movement that I think I should have, and I and I right can do that too. Yeah,
1: and and but, that's uh, why you need that's why you need to do work on your neck. You shouldn't be uh, be going easy on it. You should be going uh, solidly focused on it and mm-hmm. take good care of it. Um, I don't mean abuse it, but get it some exercise. You, if you, The more you exercise the neck, the less tight it's going to be and the less problems you're going to have like this.
3: Well, uh, uh, back in, in high school, we learned in wrestling to do something called a neck bridge, which is supposed to be a neck oh. exercise. No, no, no,
1: no, please. Don't injure yourself. <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh, but that CQ10, not taking it for a week, it definitely seemed to affect me because I got, ran out and got a bottle when I finally made the connection, and the next day everything was better.
1: Oh, good. Oh, good. Okay. It, it it does provide energy and ability to help you detoxify and, and make more energy. So I don't doubt, but I just never heard anybody having that kind of a withdrawal. Thanks for okay. telling me. Yeah. Thank you, gentlemen. Have a great Thanksgiving.
0: All right. Thank you there, Richard. I'm going to go to um, Bob in St. Pete. Good morning, Bob.
4: Good morning. I was going to offer you... My favorite book on herb-drug interactions, it's by Francis Brinker. He's a naturopath, and uh, he actually provides the actual data as far as in vivo, in vitro, empirical, or just conjecture. But in the appendix, it also has wonderful sections about uh, the nutritional depletion caused by uh, certain medications and the herbs or supplements you can use to uh, supplement and prevent some of those nutritional deficiency side effects. So
1: i bought every
4: book there is, and that's my winner for all, all of them.
1: So Francis Brinker, um, um, naturopath, or what did you say he was? Yeah,
4: he's, a, he's an actual naturopath licensed naturopath, and it's Earth oh. Contraindications and Drug Interactions. Uh, and he's now on his fourth or fifth edition, I believe.
1: Excellent, thank you so much for that.
4: You're very welcome.
1: Thanks for the show. You're so welcome. All right, thank
0: you there, Bob, and let's go to Dave and Ruskin. We're down to about eight more minutes. So, what have you got for us, Dave?
5: Uh, Hi there, Doc. Hello. Hey there. So, I I just had a quick question. Um, I I mean, I'll I'll listen off air for the answer. But so, I'm six foot six, about three ninety or so, and Mm -hmm. I I can't seem to get under three hundred and seventy pounds. You know, I'm not. I'm forty five years old. When I was 20 and 30, it was pretty easy. But uh, is there anything I, – I, I've tried keto and lost 30 pounds in a month, but it's hard to keep up with keto. Um, yes. I, is there any strategies to – you know, I just – I know my, my joints, my back, my legs, uh, they're all because of the extra weight or, or just um, I'm wearing out. So anything that I could look up or read or – because, I mean – when people say keto it's it's not you know unless you're doing a very clean keto it's not very healthy I have uh, I take I have high blood pressure and uh, uh, and I'm trying to walk every day six, thousand steps
1: but and trying to have high blood 10. pressure and you yes, have sir. a problem with being overweight do you have any problem with um, your cholesterol triglycerides or sugar? Uh, uh,
5: not too bad on the tri uh, it's high cholesterol yes sir
1: okay and any any uh, uh, sign of uh, uh, sugar going up? No
5: no su- no high sugar. I mean it's not it's not re- re- it's not relatively normal, but it's it's not elevated. Okay,
1: so so you say it's not relatively normal. so it's a little bit above the normal. Yes, sir. Okay. that right there would signify to me you have insulin resistance. Insulin uh-huh. resistance means you really shouldn't do a lot of carbohydrates, but doesn't necessarily mean you need to go to ketogenesis. You don't need to go to a ketogenic diet. Uh, the diet I described for the uh, um, inflammation, because actually um, insulin resistance and inflammation go hand in hand. They'll make each uh-huh. other worse, and uh, they'll make the cholesterol and triglycerides go up, they'll make the blood pressure go up, and they'll keep the weight on you. And, well, and so... Remember,
5: you know, I was... Uh... I, I uh, used to have a job where I, I walked half the day doing stuff uh, yes. In sales on the lot. And then I went to an internet position and then uh-huh. I, sat, I sat for three years and <laughs> stuff ain't working like it used to.
1: <laughs> yeah. So truly um getting a half hour of uh, outdoor exercise, just walking a half hour every day changes your insulin resistance and it reset the insulin resistance, um, um, Meter, so to speak, resets every 24 hours. You got to exercise every day, and yeah, truly, it's a daily thing. They've shown there's there's several clinical studies show that if you do at least 20 minutes, 30 is better, but 20 minutes a day, every day, you actually can turn back type two diabetes. You can turn back depression. No kidding. Truly, it's just walking. We are designed like humans. we're, We're we're we can we evolve from homo erectus um standing up because what we do is walk we're designed to be gatherer hunters not the other way around too much glory is given to the hunting part it's gather hunting because we would cruise across the tundra mile after mile picking up leaves and twigs and berries and seeds and whatever it is we could find dig up a root find a mushroom have a little psychedelic experience and move on to the next place but in the meantime, we would run across a couple animals. And, you know, if you, if you get two squirrels for a family of four, it's not a lot of meat. Right. And so, really, uh, we were gatherers and we, we ate lean meat too. But the, the focus of it isn't necessarily the meat, it's the, it's the vegetables because we had to fill up on something. Well, and man, so, if you can so. get yourself uh, with your size, six six, if you can get eight. To ten servings of vegetables a day, like is in the diet I described earlier, with three cups of leafy greens, three cups of sulfurs, and three cups of colors, uh, you have the foundation of a weight loss diet. No kidding. Wow,
5: Indeed, that's great doc. I, I, you know, I've never heard that. I keep thinking everybody's telling me to get more protein, more protein.
1: No, it's the vegetables. They they are they are our lifeblood. We have grown up with vegetables, you know. That's what we've eaten most of our our lives, our, as humans on this planet for the last millennia, several millennia.
5: Okay, so yeah, the, the uh, protein and creatine don't get off that. Get on vegetables. Got it. <laughs> yeah, and and 20, 30 minutes of walking. I
1: like it. Take those healthy steps every day. <laughs> I appreciate it, sir. You're so welcome. Have a good holiday. Bye bye. And you too. Oh my. Uh, we're down to the last. And actually, I have an email here that just thrilled me. Um, Airbender um, sent a, uh, I think it was a, a text possibly. It re- remind, reminds me of the, the, the Power of Alpha Thinking is a book. That this, this talk reminds him of uh, being back in the 70s reading Jess Stern's book, The Power of Alpha Thinking. Jess Stern is the guy that turned me on to yoga when I was 16. I read his book about yoga and it transformed my life. Thank you, Jess Stern, and thank you for this email. And thank you so much, Irene, for taking the calls and doing such a great job. And thank you, Bill, for always having a bright word and an absolutely wonderful demeanor to be the producer for this show. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you, all of my wonderful Healthy Steps listeners. This is uh, one of my most favorite things to do thank you for the opportunity to serve
0: you thank you there doctor for another wonderful show and to all of our listeners who have participated and are those that were even silent thank you and stay healthy you have been listening to the healthy steps radio show with dr fred harvey here on WMNF tampa Coming on up is five minutes of NPR news, and then get ready for the Sustainable Living Show, hosted by the Cracker Jack team of Kenny Coogan and Annie Ellis. So until next Monday at 10 a.m., thank you for supporting and listening to the Healthy Steps Radio Show with Dr. Fred Harvey here on WMF Tampa, your community-conscious radio station. Stay safe, stay thoughtful, and know that you are loved.